everybody. Special Tuesday episode. I'm really excited, one, to have Beth and Jeremy back on, and they have a new book, and they are about $150 shy of meeting their goal, which ends tomorrow. So we all need their book, right? We all need a book that has to do with empathy and jealousy and right, being able to be yeah. happy with other people's happiness. Yes, that's exactly right. So I love this because I'm... I always think of myself as like a bottom cheerleader. So you got to lift other people up. And when they're winning, you got to be able to be there as part of their win. So I am excited to have y'all on the show today. This is episode 334. So if you want to get the show notes or you want to see the links to whatever is happening, the link will be there at um, rechargingyou.com slash 334. It's really easy to find it. So if you're joining us, um, Jose just came in, my friend Jeremy, another Jeremy, not Jeremy sitting next to me, Jeremy, another Jeremy. If you're coming in, make sure it says all all panelists, panelists, no, all panelists and attendees um, in the little blue box. So then that way everybody else can see what you're writing. And we're going to do three episodes this week. This is Design Recharge on Corona. Of course, hopefully none of us have the virus and we're just all in our homes, right? Or wherever we're working. Now I'm just putting my foot in my mouth. But I have green on and as does Beth, it's St. Patrick's Day. So, hey, Demi, he's all the way in London. So, all right, we're going to get started. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks Thanks for having having us. us. (laughs) Y'all said that. You just answered exactly the same. We do that a lot. (laughs) We've been spending too much time together, I think. All right, so give me kind of the skinny about this project. So you finished the last project. It was a success. You got it um, totally funded in very, very fast time. So that's one of the things we're going to be talking about. This episode is called Mm -hmm. Launching uh, Creative Side Projects. Because I think this time, um, I don't know if you did the two weeks or you did the month Kickstarter. And you did the month last time too? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're going to dig in and see what the difference was. But why? When did, who had the idea? And when did y'all start working on this project? That's the idea. So I'll let her start. Okay. (laughs) Well, originally we had the idea a couple years ago to start the first book. And so once that was fully funded and we knew that there were, was like a great response. People were loving the book. And a lot of times people would say, are you going to do anything else? And so I had had this second story in mind after I wrote the first story, actually. And so I approached Jeremy and said, would you be interested in doing another one? And so we've had this kind of in the background for the past couple years, thinking about it, working on it a little bit here and there, and then finally got enough momentum that we could actually post it on Kickstarter. Okay, so what is what does that mean? Finally, got enough momentum. Like, does that mean you were done? You finished? Everything's ready to go? Just like you did with the last one, kind of. Uh, I think when it comes to momentum, it's more about like uh, Jeremy had time to work on it. So I, I, uh, you know, the, the story was written. We've had it for a while, uh, and for me, it's just you know I'm pretty much solo. So trying to fit it in. And so I've always kind of got that on my list of when paid work is done, work on this. Um, And I'm sure Beth could attest to this, like, she'll be sitting there. And then all of a sudden, 
she'll just get this flurry of messages coming in like sketches and and character studies and like all that and it all just kind of hits me when I when everything else stops for a little bit I just go to that and I just start sketching and I start doing character studies and style stuff and and just sending it to her as fast as I can um, and then that might stop for a little bit and then it comes back again um, but my goal is uh, to really try to find those moments where I have time to sit down and just really concentrate on it so so last time you were able to kind of do it during the summer mm -hmm. was that what was the time frame on this and you're super fast which I was super thankful that you um, inspired me to be fast when I did mine although I still need to work on mine I mean it's done it's in the you can get it on Amazon but next one I'll do even better so tell me time frame was it in the summer or were you uh some initial sketches probably started midsummer last summers are typically slow for me but this last summer i don't it never slowed down like 20 2019 was just crazy year so um sort of got a little bit of a break a little bit in the summer got some kind of sketches done i always start in procreate and do just pencil sketches to kind of get the layout um and then started to actually start illustrating stuff out towards the uh, fall, late fall. And then things slowed down a little bit over the holidays. So I just cranked through December and got a lot done in November, December on it, so. So this wasn't on my list of questions, but is, were you able, when you're working in Procreate, are you doing the final drawings in Procreate as well? No. no. So no. you're doing all that in Illustrator? Yeah, I'm basically just doing the pencil sketches in procreate and then i just send the pencil sketches and then i lay it in a uh, a layer in illustrator lighten the opacity and then illustrate over that and then I are you working, i haven't gotten into procreate that much are I've you tried. working i'm working the, the whole like you're doing the spreads together and you're doing the layout or are you mm -hmm. doing the individual images and then putting it in indesign or something uh so basically what i do is our book is square so in uh, Procreate, I create a square, like a two squares, and then just kind of sketch it up, kind of do a little rough in where the type's gonna go, um, just get the layout where it wants to be. The nice thing about Procreate is you can kind of scale things, move them around in layers till you get it where you want it. Uh, and then what Beth and I usually do from the very beginning is we start by, we share a Dropbox paper folder uh, file, which is like the best thing if you're not using Dropbox paper, get on it, it's like the coolest thing ever. What is um, it? It's, it's through Dropbox, but it's basically, it's kind of like everything that Google Docs and Google Sheets and all of that all rolled into one like long streaming page. And you can, you can just basically click a node at the bottom of whatever you're on and you can insert, a, you can insert an image. You can upload a file to that area. You can like uh, put in check boxes or create a form or whatever you need. And, uh, and you share it. So Beth and I go back and forth, but we have, how many, how many docs do you think we have for this book? Uh, I mean, maybe at least 20. At least 20. Yeah. And, and so we've got some that are social media and I can see whenever she makes a change, it tells me like she edited uh, this document and then she moved it over to this document or whatever. And then, so it's great because we know where everything is and it's easy to get to. So we kind of started out by creating, um, you can just basically drag and drop the images as you do them. And what's nice is you can see like the, the page one or the cover, and then you can see like the second spread, the first spread, second spread, third spread. And then she and I can go back and forth 
by just creating like to do's and comments on it back and forth. And it's really great. We can tag each other on stuff. Um, I can, she can say like, okay, I'm going to work on getting the, uh, the UPC for this part and the library of Congress number and Jeremy, you know, here's a little suggestion. I think, what if we did this? And it's just a really great collaboration tool. And as we uh, go through the process, we'll just swap out pencil sketches with like, oh, here's a, a color version. And then here's this until the end we have from the cover all the way through the, the spreads and everything, we have a complete document and we can just noodle and make edits back and forth to each other and then check things off a box, check off little boxes. It's awesome. It's great. So, yeah. So what about, uh, it, and so Jeremy says, is it similar, another Jeremy, Jeremy Rivers says, is it similar to OneNote with Microsoft Office Suite? Do you know what that is? I do not have Microsoft mm -hmm. Office Suite, but um, I would say it's kind of like, um, what's the other note, the other Evernote or something like that, where it's just, you know, one big document. It's this most user-friendly thing in the world. Um, Beth found it when we did mm -hmm. Chin Up Chinchilla and it was a lifesaver. So um, you can just like, uh, you can create a table and type it in and like, we keep track of everybody we've emailed. We tra keep track of um, all the responses we get to book reviews, when they responded, when the email request was sent out. Um, I mean, it's, it's a great collaboration tool. Beth lives an hour and a half away from me. So we do everything, you know, via chat or through Dropbox paper. Mm -hmm. That's good. Cause she has an owl that she could throw at you if you lived close. I know. <laughs> I've, I've heard she's thrown it at Ben a few times. So oh that's really why it's sitting back there. <laughs> it, it, thankfully it just went and knocked over. It holds her door open when she has yeah. her door there it is everyone see it's a cute little owl yeah i'm always afraid it's gonna fall on my toe but it hasn't <laughs> yet all right so let's let's dig in so um beth why don't you answer this first and then i'm gonna ask jeremy but why um how are how important are these side projects and having these going for your creativity i think it's wonderful to have something that is not being dictated by somebody else. And just, even though I'm working on it with Jeremy and I appreciate his feedback, I think feedback is different than dictation. And so often when you're making something for a client, you're doing that. Um, and sometimes you have to compromise things that you don't think are the best for something. I mean, you can always speak up and say, you know, I wouldn't recommend this, but at the end of the day, a lot of times you're going to have to make a compromise. And so this is a project that I get to say, yes, this is what I want it to be. And this is why I want it to be this way. And any feedback or input that I get from Jeremy or other people are things that I welcome. But at the end of the day, Jeremy and I get to decide whether or not we want to <laughs> make the changes. And so it's just nice to have something that gives you more creative freedom. Yeah. How about you, Jeremy? Yeah. To add, just to add on to what she just said, like, one of the things that's been really great is like sometimes she and I think we have great ideas and then we send it off to someone like Allison Black and she sends this amazing email back to us saying, I love the book, take it or leave it. Here's a couple suggestions. And she just like takes the time to give us feedback on stuff that just blows our minds. Like, because we're so, we're, we, it's kind of like just between the two of us to have someone else's fresh perspective on things. We, we changed the cover, we changed several spreads. Um, just people like that, that just, 
we're not paying them anything. They're not really getting anything out of it personally, but they're super talented and awesome people. And they just, they just want us, they're going to, they're going to take the time to send stuff back to us and, and give us feedback. We don't take a hundred percent of the feedback we get. We get to make that decision, which is kind of nice, but the stuff that comes back that's worth worthwhile, we definitely do. So um, for me, um, side projects have always been kind of a, a, just a way to blow off steam for me. And mostly I, I try to use it as a way to like learn techniques. So, uh, and push myself to do something I haven't done before. Never done a children's book before. Um, haven't really done that, that level of illustration, that style of illustration. So pushing myself to try something new. Uh, and then uh, a lot of times it'll end up being something that what I learned through that process is a technique or a tool or a style that I can develop that I could then use on a, on a project for somebody else. So. so in much the same way, so as a launch, right? A launch is also something, it's like this test, or even like when you do an ad campaign for yourself, or when you do something that is just for your side project, you learn about, and you can apply, just like you're saying, an illustration style, you could apply to a client project, you can still apply some of these like um, marketing techniques or whatever that you're learning. Has there been anything um, that you've learned in other creative side projects um, in launches? Or is this really the, was there been anything else that you've launched besides this project, these, these two projects with, with Beth? Uh, I did another Kickstarter project a few years ago with a friend. If you go on Kickstarter and look, I think you can still find it, but uh, it was a cool, it was a cool idea he had. Um, but I think by the time we launched it and stuff, um, we just didn't know what we were doing. Uh, so it, it didn't end up getting funded. So I've kind of felt the agony of defeat before with Kickstarter. Um, fortunately, the last two have been good. And by the way, Beth, I don't know if you're keeping an eye out of the corner, keeping an eye on the campaign, but some kind person just helped us out. So we're at under a hundred dollars left now. Oh my Woo. goodness. Woo. All right, yeah. guys, that so would be awesome. At, We've got 34 hours to go, and we are at $7,904. Oh, my It was goodness. Brian. Brian Yan. Brian. Thank you, Brian. Virginia. Thanks, Brian. He has kids, and We're he's also an there. illustrator. That's oh, that's awesome. great. Great dad. Thanks, too. Brian. All right. So, <laughs> so you have learned, So, but not just Kickstarter. Has there been anything else, even um, Beth or anything with a client, like that yeah. you've been able to – maybe you did it for a client and now you're able to do it or for your, like just knowing headlines or writing email copy, you know, it seems like those are things that you have to do. But if you're, if you haven't done it for somebody else, for a client, then you're having to do it for yourself first, but then right. it becomes a skill that you can actually add sure. to clients. Did you, Beth, did you see anything? I know that we kind of, you said mm -hmm. you didn't, but even like email copy or yeah. like coming up with headlines or, is, are, is it something that you notice now that you didn't necessarily notice before? Yeah, I'm definitely aware of how much time and energy that stuff takes. Um, and I think I would be more well-equipped now if I were to have a project like that moving forward because I know that it helps you out tremendously to have that stuff ready beforehand and to just be prepared for when you know certain milestones are going to hit and to have that stuff so you're not frantically doing everything at the last minute. So I think I have a general awareness of how to put that all together, though I have yet to have a client ask me to do that for them. Is it something you would want to do for a client? 
It depends on the client. Okay. It's a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of work. But now you know. <laughs> now you would know what you would need to bill for it, right? Before you're like, this is not like three emails that are going out, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely have an awareness of the time. Um, but I think a lot of what makes it worth it on our end is the passion we have for the actual project. So it would really depend on the client and if what they're trying to accomplish is something that I am also passionate about and want to put that kind of time into. Uh, I think so. I think that that's uh, brilliant, and it's now an eye opening that you would really have to be on board, or this is not an offering that I want to do. Like, if Jeremy <laughs> really didn't like doing these illustration styles, except for doing his own, you know, children's book, then it wouldn't be something that um, it, he would know because it does take a lot of work and a lot of time, Jeremy, right? Just to do the yeah. illustrations. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I get a lot of requests to do children's books. And when I tell people how much it would cost, they all of a sudden aren't so interested in working with me anymore. And that's fine. That's fine with me. Like I, I, this is one of those things where for both Beth and I, this is something we just, we've always wanted to do. Neither of us have any like delusions that we're going to end up becoming, uh, you know, great uh, children's book authors and illustrators. We just want to do these books. We feel like we've got a good story to tell and um, some interesting stuff to spread. And so that's so why I, we're doing it. So I like that. So, but it also gives you an idea of what it takes and what it would cost you to take oh, yeah. away from, from doing other work that you like maybe better to do, or just to do, this is how much it's going to cost because it does take a lot of time. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So Jeremy said a different Jeremy, I think said, I think there's a lot of negative assumption uh, around the amount of time that it would take to do a children's book because it's for a younger audience. It actually takes longer to write because you have less words, right? You have to be really, um, you have to be really careful about which words you're putting in <laughs> and it, what your age yeah. group is, right? There's mm -hmm. even just in the writing of the words, right? I mean, yeah, you have to be mindful of things that actually resonate with a child. And sometimes it's hard as an adult to remember what a kid can and can't understand or what things would mean something different to them that means to you. So there is some of that, yes, but I think the bulk of the time it has taken is on Jeremy's and to do the illustrations because that's just a whole different beast. All right, so how big, how many pages is this book? Uh, do you remember what our final count is? It's the same 36? as Chin Up Chinchilla. Yes, what she said. 76? 36. No, no, no. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> no. It's <laughs> a big book. <laughs> no, 36. And I think that includes like title page and stuff. Like that's total pages of the book. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let's, so we understand that side projects are really important for your creativity and helps give life, right? So, mm -hmm. Um, how, so Jeremy, you've said people have come to you and wanted you to do children's books for client work to do client mm -hmm. work, but they've also, maybe you've had some clients that have come to you and said, Hey, we like the style we want it on a poster or we want, we don't want a children's book, but we want this. Right. So right. how important are they to your client work? Um, pretty, pretty important. I mean, it just for me, I, I don't really think about it that way. I mean, I do in that I'm learning new tips and tricks and te techniques in Illustrator, which is what I'm really trying to do in those situations. But um, for me, it's just 
it's it's honestly it's more of a creative relief release than anything else i love doing it and i do think that it does relate and i have used some of the techniques i've learned in in uh work for for clients but what's what's really paid off for me honestly has been i've always i always loved teaching both my parents are teachers i've grown up both my parents were college teachers high school teachers middle school teachers we moved all around the country for different jobs um, and I love to teach. Um, I have, I don't even have an associate's degree. I, I, I couldn't teach anywhere. I've been asked to adjunct places, but I just, I don't have the time to do that. Um, but one of the things I've really loved is when we did the chin up chinchilla book, um, one of the rewards was teaching a brush workshop and, uh, and like how I came up with the techniques and stuff. So I did that as a reward and I loved it so much. And I put so much time and energy into creating that, that I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I just did it and now this is dumb and now I, I don't like I don't have anyone else to share this with so I rented a place in town had 21 people show up did a sold out uh, workshop here in Columbus and it was just like the most fun thing ever and since then I've done it uh, circles last year I did it uh, at um, I've, I think I've done it like four times now and I'm slated to do it again coming up this summer and it's just that has been super fun for me is like real hands-on workshops. Did you think about making that a tier in the Kickstarter that you could give it a- It is. Oh, it is. I obviously it didn't is. read far yeah. enough down. Sorry. Yep. Yep. It is. Shame. Okay. So, so in that, <laughs> in that, what was that tier? Mm -hmm. Which tier was that? It's a hundred bucks. So a hundred bucks, you get what? hundred bucks and it's a live online, uh, brush workshop which i usually charge but you like, get the book right you get the book uh, you, you get, get the, the ebook for that one you okay get the, the ebook e yep mm -hmm. that's cool yep. that's a really did you do that with the last one uh-huh mm -hmm. you yep. had a workshop I, too in the yeah, last and, I, uh -huh. clearly i don't read far enough i'm like i can't afford those i'm going with the 25 dollars. <laughs> well, that was me i don't i don't have to do anything so like i after we got the after we had the kickstarter campaign finished I like was like, oh shoot, now I gotta like create this thing. I spent days putting this thing together, days. Um, and so at the end, of, you know, when it was all complete, I was like, I have this really great resource. And not only that, um, through that process, I created a ton of brushes and a ton of textures and stuff. And so I, now I take those brushes and textures, you can buy them on my website. So um, that's the other thing is like, it's turned into some other cool things uh that that's a that's brought in other work so at slagledesign.com yes okay. that is correct just put it in the chat people if you guys want to check out the brushes okay so going back to thinking about planning it out and and just doing it when you have a moment sometimes when you're super busy when you what i've seen in the past with just kind of having following people since 2008 or 2012 or whatever I see that when they get really busy, their social media kind of can tank, you know, kind of they're like ghost, they ghost everybody, but they, it's because they're doing stuff that they can't share. So this is the beautiful part of doing the side project. That's just for you that you can share whatever you want to share off of mm -hmm. it. Right. Especially if it's self funded and you don't have a, a <clears throat> publisher that you're working with because sometimes the publisher will say, Hey, we, you can't share this stuff until blank. And so but going back to planning, um, do you regularly, either of you, plan for doing 
not this book, but just plan for doing creative side projects? Or Jeremy, is it really that you only do it when you have a moment? And, and how often does that normally happen? So Jeremy, you answer first. Um, I have like a running list of things. I use Asana for all my like text task management. So uh, whenever I have an idea, it's great because I just pull the app up on my phone and just like, I just throw it out there, just put it in there. Usually if it's something that sounds good a couple months later, it's probably worth thinking about again. Um, so yeah, I mean, I am, I am a designer, but m more than that, I'm a husband and I'm a dad to two high schoolers right now that are super, super busy in varsity sports and theater and music and all the different things that they're involved in. And so I try really hard to, to be present uh, for everything and I don't work evenings and weekends. So, uh, you know, anytime I do work on side projects, it's like in the margins of, uh, of that. And sometimes it'll just be as simple as, Hey, you know, uh, sticker mule just had a, a $19 deal on round three inch stickers and I'll buy it. And then I'll just like do a little thing on my iPad pro and work on the new concept. Maybe it's a script that I've been meaning to work on or a custom type treatment. And then I'll just get some stickers printed and hand them out next time I see people. So like it, uh, a side project doesn't have to be something as complex as what we just are, are going through right now. It can be as simple as just getting some stickers made or making some little buttons to give out to people or whatever. So, so does that happen on a weekly basis? You have time to do? Okay. So no, 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 I'm, I'm pretty, I'm really, really disciplined. Uh, I get up, pretty early get up I do my devotions um, make myself some breakfast uh, and then I get to, I get down to work and um, I pretty much aside from like taking some time to eat lunch and go to the gym I'm done at five so I don't have a lot of extra time um, but when I do uh, I've got that list of things that I can just kind of give myself a prompt there's nothing worse than sitting down and trying to think of something to do but if you've already got a list there of ideas, you just kind of see whichever one is calling your name and you do that one. I like that. So is it something that maybe happens maybe once a month that you have time to work on something? Sure. Okay. How about you, it Beth? depends on the month. The kind of side projects I work on are rarely design related. And so it's just something extra that I'm doing on the side. Like for me, I've started, when I started writing these books, and had a daughter who's reading children's books like I've always loved them but now I'm thinking about them differently because I'm seeing them as a tool to help teach my child something and so for me I started thinking about all these books that I read that make a difference that the message is really good it teaches something that I want my child to know and so as a side project I just started cataloging these books and now I take pictures of them and I'll write a brief review and I'll post those things on Instagram um, so it's things that I'm not necessarily sitting at my computer the whole time, but I'm getting away from it and just doing things that matter to me on the side. And I am not super great at posting like three days a week or something like that. It's just when I come across a book, I think is good. I'll do it because otherwise I just can't keep up. Is it like that, once, is it once a month or is it once a week or is it, it's not, it's more than once a month, but sometimes it's not every week. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, I, but I think um, what I've seen when people are trying to at least pivot and do something different um, or develop a new skill, if they don't practice it, 
um, the client work that they have isn't giving them time to practice. So then they don't Mm -hmm. grow and they kind of get plateaued or people stop coming to them because they don't see them growing or being able to get any further. You know what I mean? Um, So I think that this is one of those things when you, if you can plan it in. So when Jeremy, have you ever come across when people are looking at your stuff? I mean, think about in the early days, granted the social media wasn't there, but you know, it's about like the people are able to see what you're able to do. Do you think that that, um, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to ask. I guess I'm saying, you know, I worry that for people who are trying to go get to that next thing or say somebody who's trying to be an illustrator in this, in the style, but they don't have a lot of projects to practice on and they're like you and they don't have a lot of time. So if they don't schedule it in, when, when does that happen? It's kind of like business planning. Do you sit down to do business planning? Do you, do you, you know, the future work or, or as Demi calls it revenue tomorrow. Do you know what I mean, Jeremy? As far as like just finding time for like personal enrichment type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and by the way, again, I'm super distracted. We just made our goal. So thank you to who, whoever just uh, pushed us over the finish line. So we are now funded. Hooray. I got That's exciting. That yes. is super awesome. So thank you guys. Wow. That is awesome. I just got a notification that said, congratulations. John. John. Thank you, John. So awesome. People are, people are great. We got awesome people. (laughs) So great. Um, That's exciting. That's like something we've been working on. Hey, you're going to meet him at Creative South. Uh, John. Yeah, that sounds great. Whenever it happens. I would be meeting him. Yeah, I would be meeting him in a couple (laughs) weeks, but that's not going to happen. But I, I will come hell or high water. I will be at the one in October or whenever the next one, whenever it's rescheduled because that's like my favorite thing in the world. So. Me too, buddy. Me too. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to, Oh, so to answer your question, yeah. just to answer your question, <laughs> the thing that one of the things that I love to do uh, is just draw. And mm-hmm. so I'm trying to fall in love with my iPad pro again. Um, I kind of put it away for a little bit. I'm excited about the new one coming out because I just don't like the way the old pencil and stuff works, but that's a completely different topic. Uh, but one of the things that I've done is I've, I have a Skillshare um subscription subscription which is like the bad love skillshare it is the best hundred dollars i spend um but they have some really really great like basic formative drawing classes on there that are fantastic and so a lot of times i'll just sit with my laptop in front of me watching the tutorials and then just drawing along with stuff but when do you do that i do that you're super busy so do do you plan that in no, I don't. But here's when, here's when it happens. Here's when it happens. Now that I have high school kids, study time has to happen. Uh, and, you know, like I said earlier, kids are at, at theater practice or they have a dress rehearsal. So there are, there is probably a night or week or a night or two a week where the stars align and they're both like in unable like off the res- like off the radar to be able to do anything so we so those are days i just kick back open up my laptop launch skillshare and sometimes it'll be a procreate tutorial like here's how i use procreate or here's how i use illustrator so i just i love uh, i love the way skillshare works it's a great 
best hundred bucks you can spend. Amen. And I have a two free link, two free links. I have two free months. If anybody wants it, it'll be in the thing nice. below. Okay. So, um, so Jeremy, have you ever, since you've, you had one Kickstarter that didn't make it and now you've had two successful Kickstarters. Yes. Um, um, how have you ever helped a client launch something successfully that was not necessarily Kickstarter, but something where you use some of your Kickstarter knowledge? Uh, I, most of my clients are small, uh, startups. So I would say almost every day I'm working with somebody to launch a brand on a new product. So it's very different though. It's, it's, it there's some things that are similar, but it's very, very different than launching something on Kickstarter. So is there anything, cause there's a lot of social interaction, you know, and not necessarily you're commenting on Kickstarter, but it's about telling a story. Mm -hmm. It's a really important to bring people in. Um, yeah. So that's the same with any brand. If it was a coffee mm -hmm. shop or if it was a air conditioning guy, you have to be able to uh, clearly communicate the story and how the customer is going to interact. So me, how right. I'm going to interact, even though I don't have kids, I still buy these books because they're so good. Um, so, you know, I think that there are some, are, are there any, any, anything that you can think now that is something that you've, is a takeaway and it could just be, it's like a marketing tool. Like, Hey, we mm -hmm. need to make sure we have some sort of social, um, uh, like something that's bringing people yeah. together or like Google reviews or, or whatever. Cause you said, even, you know, like any, anytime somebody gives us, gives you a review, it comes into that Dropbox paper. So, so then it makes you understand how important reviews are. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think we've, we've learned a lot about things like for instance, Dropbox paper. Now that I've worked on it with Beth, I share a lot of my client work with drop on Dropbox. Paper. Okay. Um, so that's been a, a great tool. Um, but just in general, I think starting out with a focused goal in mind, that's how any brand should be when you're doing a brand identity or logo, it should be, you have to, you have to understand fully what the goals are, you know, what you're, what you're trying to do is what you're trying to communicate. And it's, I think it's the same thing with a book, you know, what's, what's the, uh, emotion we're trying to strike, uh, what's the color palette. Just, so in some ways it's kind of like a brand identity project from that perspective, what fonts are we going to use? Mm -hmm. Um, so, so, you know, there's, there's some standards you have to set up front so that as you create it, um, so I would say there's some similarities there for sure. Okay. So let's dig into this. The first one got fully funded in like two days, correct? Five. Six. Whatever. Um, I like two or six. I'm yeah, two would be great. <laughs> okay, so there was some differences in this one. What mm -hmm. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it's fully funded. Like you should feel super, um, like whew, relief, right? It's over. Um, but it'd be great. People can still buy. You yeah. can go over the amount needed <laughs> um, to get the word out because really, that's what's more important is the is being able to get and teach with these books, like teach this. Uh, concept of it really it's jealousy right like or empathy being yeah like you want what they have instead of it's maybe not jealousy but it's hey you know what that's awesome that they have it and this is a huge thing this is huge for adults right just the yeah. concept <laughs> of yes yeah so for us we're not raising money to pay ourselves for the book we're trying to raise money just to make the books because 
for us that message is so important. So the first book we wrote, for anyone who is not familiar with that, it's about empathy, seeing someone who looks sad and how do you relate to them and understand their feelings and share in that. And then this book is about how do you see someone who's experiencing a win in life something good is happening to them and it may not be happening to you. And how can you be happy for someone else and not let it turn to jealousy like you're mm -hmm. saying? And so I think this book touches on empathy in a way you don't normally hear about it. And it also is harder. It is really hard to see somebody else get a promotion or get I don't know. Some people like they really want a baby and they can't have one and they see their friends getting pregnant. I mean, there's like really big things I know, that this adults is like deal adult. with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so for me, when I write these books, I'm thinking what's something that matters to me a lot as an adult that I want my child to learn now so that when they get older, it is a skill set that they have, that it's not as big of a struggle. I'm not saying that a kid who reads this book will never struggle with that, but it will give them a tool, a frame of reference for when they see this happening. And oh yeah, like I, I remember what it feels like to have something good happen to me. So can I look at that person and just be so happy that they're feeling that way too, instead of that's not happening to me. So it's more years of practice do yes. being able to do that. So I, I yeah. love that. I was always like I was not a great soccer player, but I was always on the team. So I was always happy. They'd, I'd rather be on the sidelines than because they were playing better than me. Um, so, so let's go back to this. So what's the difference between this launch and last launch? Did you do anything different with this one? Um, kind of, because we knew now all the things that we needed to do. And so we were able to prepare a lot more and we were able to see how things um, maybe resonated with people the first time what things were important to people and we could kind of play off of that and like our first video was maybe three minutes this one we made it the closest to a minute as possible because we knew people weren't watching it all the way through so we were taking practical tips like that I think I was telling my husband Ben this a few days ago I kind of expected the first campaign to go the way that we've seen this campaign go it's been very a slow burn we had um, a lot of people back to, to start out, but not as many as the first. And it's just been slowly over this month, people have backed it. And that's what I expected the first time around. The first time, the, yeah. The first time around, it was backed quickly. And that's how I expected this campaign to go because people, we already had a proof of concept. People have seen the first book, they know what it's like. And so they either love it or they don't, but they know. And so I thought we just, it would go by faster. So it's funny to see those things switched our expectations are different, but I mean, as of today, it's funded. So one way or another, we are going to make this book, which is wonderful, but it's just funny to see how it's totally different than how I imagined it going. Yeah. I think the other big difference is that we didn't launch the last book uh, just days before a worldwide pandemic. Oh, really? So, Maybe. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I think that, I think that may have had something to do with it a little bit as well. So that's true. Yeah. Last yeah. time it was also in February, right? Yes. Uh, no. No. Last time March, it was. No. September, last time it was right? leading up to Christmas. Yeah. Oh, I think oh. that was the other thing that I think mm -hmm. was helpful last time is we were able to kind of market it as, hey, back this and we'll make sure that there's one under your Christmas tree, which we were able to do. Uh, but 
you know, that I would say if you're going to do something that's a children's focused book or something that would be a great gift for the holidays, not necessarily a bad idea to launch it, giving yourself time to have it delivered by Christmas, because, you know, let's be honest, most adults don't know what to buy a four year old. Uh, and it's a great way to, it's a great way to be like, Hey, I can buy it and it'll get, mm -hmm. get here in time. And then I don't have to worry about it anymore. So I think that definitely helped us as well was the, the time of year we launched that last one. So that's good to know. And I think that y'all had done some research before, but you did a lot of outreach last time and you, I mean, you, did you do the same amount of outreach? Um, sometimes if you've launched something the first time, like everybody's super excited. Right. But then you, do you ever get into like guilt? Like, Oh gosh, I asked them last time. And I mean, I don't know. And maybe it's just me, but I'm like, Oh gosh, now I feel yeah. guilty. Like they're going to just think like my uncle says this, he's like, Diane, man, all you put is on that design reach. All your Facebook is design recharge. And obviously my uncle's not watching. Right. I mean, I hope, Hey, uncle Bob, if you are, um, <laughs> but, but you know, he's like, we, you know, it's, it's just, this is the only thing I talk about. And so it's, it's boring to him. Right. Um, but what about like, mm -hmm. I can imagine that he thinks it's like the same thing over and over and over. Right. So do you ever feel that? Do you ever feel like everything you're doing is just the same thing? Like, oh man, people are going to just think all we do is push books. Like you're pushing drugs. <laughs> that took a turn. Yeah. Um, Not drugs. No. <laughs> drugs are bad. I think that uh, it helps that there has been a, a two year uh, gap between the first book and this book. So it's not like every day people are seeing this. They'll see it every day for 30 days and then we'll chill out a little bit about it. But I hate asking people for help. Um, but it's just part of this process. Like for one, even if we could fully fund it financially, we need people to get the book. That's the right. point. Um, so for me, there's this balance of, I don't want to ask too much but I also want to let people know because I think people genuinely want it. Um, I think for the first book, we talked about it before it was publicly launched a lot because it's something new, like our first book, we've never done this before. And so it was something that we could talk about with family and friends a lot. This one, we were working on it more quietly. Like if people would ask if another book was coming and say, yes, it's coming. But I don't feel like we were talking about it as much publicly and we, launched it without a huge fanfare like months before or something we kind of let people know about it about a week before so would you say that's right jeremy the difference in how we kind of hyped up the first book versus this one yeah probably probably that makes about make sounds about right so it's kind of like having a baby you know you have some time to like grow it and then you have all these parties right I mean, I don't know. I don't have any kids, but that's what I think. So maybe there, maybe this is a good lesson for all of us to take in. Don't just assume that it's going to be, um, you know, like don't assume that people don't want to be part of the, the pre, they want to be part of the excitement before it happens. Right. Mm -hmm. And yes. so it's, it's like, they feel like they're part of the in, they feel like they're part of the story. Maybe if you let mm -hmm. them in earlier. So maybe, what would you say? How much time would you start talking or next time for the next book? How much yeah. time would you plan out? Maybe. I'd say maybe a month before. I, I think that's a really good point because I'll have friends who have their first child and it's a huge announcement 
and then they'll have a second child, but not, they won't even announce it. They won't say anything. I'd be like, this is another human person, you know, like, it's just as exciting. I think like, I want to celebrate this person just because they're the second in line doesn't mean they're not as exciting. We're calling this kid number two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All you middle chat children out there, you're welcome. Um, yes, it is real. Second child syndrome. So anyway, I think that maybe I fell into that trap a little bit of just being like, this is our second book. And I take some things for granted that people will either like pick up on it quickly, or maybe people don't care that much as they did the first time, but it's not true. It's like a new book. It's a new thing. And so treating it like that, I think really helps with the excitement. Yeah. I think it's just for me, I think that there's like some guilt, I guess, for asking it. I, I wrote it down. I'm like asking people mm -hmm. for help, asking people to buy. I think um, asking people to, um, I think those are really hard for we're not salespeople a lot of times, you know, some of us have that hat that we can wear really easily. And then some of us, we don't. And I do not have that hat and I feel super bad. I'm like, I have had my friend Chris is like, what do you feel bad paying me for things? I'm like, absolutely not. And he's like, well, why do you feel bad asking these people? I'm like, cause I know them. They're my friends. <laughs> you know, like you, you feel there's guilt, I think, in that, like, and I don't know if that, this is the whole thing about being a designer, and then we feel guilty because we enjoyed doing it, like, why shouldn't, like, I love to mow, would I charge less to mow a lawn, you know, probably not, I'd probably charge my regular rate, you know, you know what, I mean, I don't mow lawns for fun, but I have thought about doing that in the summer, because I do enjoy it that much, but do you guys ever, any asking for money, either one of you? I think Beth, it's so funny because there have been a few times I'm like, we should do this. And Beth's like, I'm just not good at that. I'm not good at asking people for stuff like that. And she's she's just so kind about things like that. And I'm like, ah, just ask, what's the worst thing that can happen? They can say no. And I'm I'm totally fine with that. And I think most people are most people are willing to say no when they need to say no. And I don't take any personal, I don't take it personally at all if someone says they can't help us out. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's totally fine. But I think in this situation, one of the things that's great about these books is that it's not just like, it's not like we're selling, I'm trying to think, it's not like we're selling like a new yo-yo, you know, or I mean, yo-yos definitely bring joy, but I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to think of something that's like, you know, uh, something that doesn't have like a great message to it or something that we feel is important to, to, to share with kids. And I think for us, this isn't just buying a book. It's getting behind something where we're spreading an important, valuable lesson to children. And I think that's, it's not about my illustration. It's not about Beth's writing. It's about, you know, teaching. I was, I was, uh, I've been, I'm a news junkie. So I just, I actually like listen to the news a lot or, or watch the news a lot. And right before you called me, uh, one of the news reporters on the station I was listening to said, um, said, well, folks, this is, this is a time we're learning, our country's going to have to learn a lot about empathy. Um, we're going to have to, we're all going to have to take one for the team right now. And I was like, yes, that's right. We do need to, you know, and I hear a lot of people on social media right now and they're out like basically giving the middle finger to, uh, to whoever's making the rules and hanging out at bars and getting in these large groups of people. And yeah, at your age, you probably won't get in, get affected by this, but empathy tells us that if we are recognized that this this could hurt the vulnerable, this could hurt people that aren't us, then we should take the precautions in order to do that. And I think books like this help 
help us spread that kind of importance, whether it's to kids or the parents that are reading to the kids. So. Yeah, I think it does make a huge difference when you really believe in what you're selling. Mm -hmm. And um, I know there is kind of like a goal, like we need to get the money to make the book, but beyond just making the book, it's not like we're trying to just like dominate something, you know, we're just, we're just asking for the bare minimum that we can get and make this happen. So we believe in it enough and we talk about it in a way that's not like, Hey, will you like, please give us money. It's Hey, like here's this book. And if that matters to you, think about buying it. Yeah. There's a total, totally different way to ask. Um, that helps me feel less guilty. Although it is funny because I frequently say, I'm sure Jeremy is tired of me saying, I don't know, I can't do that. I mean, it's just hard for me. It really is hard for me. <laughs> it, it's hard for me too. Maybe we need a whole, uh, we need a whole episode just about that. I think that there's something in that. And I, I, I've talked to lots of other designers who also face that same thing, even if you really believe in it, even if it really is solving a huge thing, it's just hard it's easy to do it for a client. It's easy for me to ask for y'all because I believe in your project and I think you guys should do $25 at least and get the book I'm getting, you know, like, like I, th I just think there's, it's a ton of value. I don't even have kids. So it's easier for me to share something else, but it's hard for me to mm -hmm. ask when I have something going on. Okay. So, yep. um, um, was that a cat? Yeah, my cat's locked out of here because he'd be oh. all, up, all up here. Sorry. I'm surprised you can't hear my cat snoring. She like needs like a, what do you call the people who stop breathing in the middle of the night? Oh yeah, CPAP. Yep, she needs a CPAP. She's that, <laughs> it's hilarious. So um, um, I, w I had asked like, what did you learn the first time? Has this been unexpected or did it turn out the way you expected? So I think you kind of have to hope that it's going to get funded, right? And you start doing some things. When, when, like at day 15, at day 20, do you start like, hmm, let's reach out to some more people or let's make sure that, do you, did you have a plan all the way through and you just stuck to the plan or did you scramble at all? I don't know. I didn't ask. If you don't want to, you remember the safe word is rooster. If you don't want to answer oh, a question, um, I'm just letting you know. You can say rooster. No, it's fine. Um, I think we had a we had a solid Instagram plan, and we had plans to reach out to certain people at the beginning. But I do think historically with Kickstarter campaigns, you see a big spike first day, maybe second day, and then it just kind of bobs along in the middle until you get towards the last few days. Then you get the procrastinators at the end. So it's one of those things like we have to both balance that there's probably some things we can be doing. So we need to be creative and try to think of something. And also we know this is how it goes. So not let it be discouraging. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy, anything? Uh, it was one of the things that was kind of nice about doing it the second time is that we were able to, for lack of a better word, recycle a lot of what we did the first time. So um, the nice thing is, is since we're creating like a second book in the series, the fonts are the same, the color palette's relatively the same. Um, and so uh, they're, they both are about empathy. So a lot of the stuff we were able to see the first time and learn, we were able to repurpose. 
Um, the, a lot of the stuff that was pushed out on Instagram, if you go back far enough on any of either of our Instagram posts, you'll see, oh, those kind of look like the chin up chinchilla ones. That's mm -hmm. because they are. Uh, and we were able to kind of take a lot of the ideas that we had the first time, swap out a couple colors, change the character from a chinchilla to a hippo or some birds and, and repost. So I think there was definitely less of a, would you agree with that, Beth? There was mm -hmm. less, little less that went into it this time. Still a lot of work, but, but not nearly as bad. So you know what I think, um, y'all, there's a photo. I think it was in the video, actually. But I think it was a photo of y'all together holding a book. And it was the chin-up mm -hmm. chinchilla. But you could totally, I was like, why didn't they do this? Like, you know, make your own like Photoshop whatever mock-up and then put the new um book on even though the new book doesn't isn't real but you're still right you know what, and then you're together because you know all the photos are y'all like separate i know yeah we need I to hang know. out more jeremy i know, I for know. Sure. bad timing right now but <laughs> well but you could do that photoshop thing with that book you already have right there you go there you go yeah. anyway um all right so um, how does doing projects like these and testing things give you, um, we kind of talked about this already, so I'm going to skip it. it. It does give you a greater ability to do other things um, and for your next things as well. So um, this is a large side project. Jeremy, you talked about um, that you take it in pieces and that whenever you get a moment, then it'll just, so there's really not ever a plan. Beth's like, I don't know if we're going to launch for Christmas or for Easter, right? You yep. just really don't know. Um, nope. so, so that's where you have to be a little bit more flexible and then just take it as it comes. But um, Beth, how do you find time? You, you say your side projects are different, um, mm -hmm. but I still think that you have, this is a large side project that that because when it finally gets done, then you have to have this whole month of Kickstarter and maybe a little bit of time before, and then you have to have time after to actually send it to the printer and do all these mm -hmm. things. So is for you, Beth, is most of your work before this and during this month, or is it going to be after? Like who takes the brunt of yeah. that? Most, I mean, because I've already written a story, while he's working on it, I'm not doing anything, but looking at his beautiful pictures and going, oh, wonderful. <laughs> so I have it easy there. But I think during, it's a lot of work because I'm trying to keep up with social media and the campaign and sending out messages and writing things. And so that takes a lot of time. And then afterwards, like sending the stuff to the printer, Jeremy does a lot of work in prepping the files, and I'm usually just the go-between, sending information, getting everything ready there. And then once we get the actual books in, we tend to split up the rewards based on the level, and then we each tackle parts of it. So I would say once the campaign starts till the rewards are sent, that's the busiest time. Okay. So then how, if you don't know when he's going to finish, how can you plan that in? I can't. <laughs> I can't. But like, so do you just take on less projects well, or do less things? Like you don't plan a vacation or do you know what I mean? Like I'm being serious. Yeah. I think that it's not like Jeremy finished the book and we're like, okay, we have to, we have to launch it now. It was like, okay, is this a good time to launch? Yeah. I think it's a good time to launch. Okay. So we agreed on the timing and so I think if he would have finished the book and I'd have been like, whoa, Jeremy, 
like, I have so much stuff going on right now. He wouldn't have been mad that he worked on the book and then I couldn't do it. I think he would have been just as flexible with me as I was waiting for him to do some illustration stuff. I don't know, Jeremy, yeah. is that true? <laughs> yeah, I, I think for me, I also have to like give myself deadlines because if once I get to a certain point and I've gotten enough traction on a project and I've pretty much got it like 70% illustrated, I kind of want to know what what my time frame is to finish it because otherwise it could just be a never ending project. So for me, it's like, that's usually, you know, Beth and I've been going back and forth a little bit. We haven't sent it out for review yet, uh, but we have enough to put some spreads up on the campaign and share on social media. We have the assets we need to, to start the project. Um, and so I, I think for me, it's kind of like, let's just, I'm more of a, like a sprinter than a marathoner. So like I'll, I'll do a sprint. And to me, I'm like, okay, let's just get this done. Like, I don't want to drag this out any longer than we have to. Um, let's get it done. And then what that does is tells me like, okay, by this date, it needs to be done. Uh, by 15 minutes ago, when we got funded, I need to be ready to start sending out files. So like I've been working this week on getting the, the, the sticker sheets done. They're really fun mm -hmm. little sticker sheets that go out as one of the rewards. Um, and uh, we have got activity pages that are downloadable that, that uh, people get as one of the re rewards. And so there's like, you know, word searches and coloring pages. And so I'm converting those and making those illustrations. So just right now it's that. And then I've also got to just get, get the books ready, ready to print now, like ready to send off for proofs. So and that's a lot of work actually. Uh, it's not as intuitive as you would think it is, uh, the, the way that the book, we, we use Print Ninja and they're fantastic, but um, you, for like how to figure out the size, because everything's custom, like how to figure out the size your template should be with how much slug, how much bleed, how much room to leave for binding, uh, varies based on how your page count, based, based on the size of your book, like it's crazy. So you have to put all this, these numbers in and then it spits out numbers and you don't it doesn't actually give you a template you have to kind of create it based on their numbers but they don't exactly make sense and sometimes you are looking somewhere else on the site and they tell you something different so <laughs> the good news is is that we've you know we're keeping the specs exactly the same on this book so i'll be able to basically swap out i'm going to basically save out all the images it's all done in it's all compiled in indesign so i'll basically export all the images as high-res tiff files and then we'll relink them all back up again. And it, I'm hoping that it's as simple as that. Uh, and then we can just send it out for print. So I'm mm -hmm. thinking this time, I, I probably burned a day and a half or two days, at least last time, trying to freaking figure out how to set the template up for their cover. It was driving me crazy. It was really, really confusing. But you do have to kind of schedule that in then, right? I mean, yeah, well, you can't it's be not like, really I'm scheduled, doing client just, work. Right. I'll, I don't, I'm not so busy. Like I'm, I've got plenty of work, but I'm not so busy that I can't just like take a day or two and get the files ready. So, so, all right. So uh, Paul wanted you to say again, who you're using for printing and fulfillment and that's print ninja. Is it print ninja.com? I think so. Yeah. And they're just doing printing. So um, they're a, they're a U.S. based company, but they do all their printing in China. Um, that's good luck finding anybody that prints children's books in the U S it's like, we can't find anybody. Um, and so 
there, the downside of that is that, you know, it, it takes, uh, how long does it take for them to ship it once the printing's done? It takes six to eight weeks to ship unless you pay for expedited shipping. Yeah. So, uh, but the good news is like, we've got, we've got that built into the delivery date. So we shouldn't have any problem getting those delivered unless something crazy happens globally that slows shipping I down. I mean, I don't know what that would be. But. People would understand. It's mm -hmm. a, I, yeah. nobody's going to be, right. we'll so, find out. So like so. Uh, doing the EPUB, like to do an ebook, is it just a PDF or are you doing an EPUB that people can get on a reader? Uh, PDFs are able to be used on any reader now, I'm pretty sure. So we basically do a, a PDF version of the book that's <coughs> can be opened as a, mm -hmm. in a reader. All right, so I have one more question. How do you make it so that it's a ne not a never-ending project? Um, is that a mindset thing? Because Jeremy, like you're just putting it in when you can, and then there's this chunk at this, the, uh, for you now there's two or three days that you're gonna have to dedicate to this. Mm -hmm. So when you said you really need a deadline. At 70% or 75%, you start thinking, you know what, I gotta know when I wanna get this done by. Is that, because you are deadline driven, is that, is that a mindset thing that you know once you get to a certain point, you do need to have a goal to say, I'm gonna get it to at this state? Yeah, well, we've been doing a lot of iteration. Uh, and so like, I'll, I can't tell you how many spreads I've redesigned or re-illustrated because like, I'll come back and look at it a week later and go, oh man, we missed an opportunity here. Um, if, you, if you have Chin Up Chinchilla and you get the new book, you'll see that there are lots of ties between the two. Um, and some of them are really subtle and some of them are a little bit more overt, but they're really, they're really cute. And so um, sometimes like this week, for instance, I was working on uh, a background for one of the, can I share this with them, Beth? The spread? Uh, yeah, the, about the spread, like not yeah. the picture. But, so in the first book, uh, the chinchilla, one of the, the sad things that happens to the chinchilla is that his favorite bistro closes. Um, and so uh, one of the spreads for the new one is that the hippo is flying in a shiny space rocket. And really what it is, is she's, she found a coin in her pocket, the spread before, and now she's figured out a place to use it. And it's in one of those rockets that sit out in front of like a toy store. Uh, so she, so, so now she's flying in a shiny space rocket. So we, we, the background of the store is the old bistro. So now the, the old bistro is now a toy store uh, because it closed in the first book. It's reopened as the toy store, which is better than a bistro. Uh, and so <laughs> we're just, we're just looking for ways to kind of tie them in. There's a lost pet in the first one. In the second book, you find out who found the lost pet. Um, so there's lots of little fun things like that, but some of that doesn't come immediately to us. We'll, we'll be working through it and we'll like the, the, the lost pet one specifically, mm -hmm. there was something different there. And then we both talked about it and came up with something different. So that was probably halfway through fin finishing the book. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, Beth's cat's like, I'm not lost. I'm right here. Let me in. As soon as I know. <laughs> It's okay. I Sorry. think it's great. No, I think it's great. Uh, it's better than snoring cat. Mine's sitting quietly back here in the little thing. But you thought you have a dog, don't you? Yes, that's my beast. My dog's right there. He's being very quiet. <laughs> okay. too. All right. So, um, I so John shared a uh, 
Cedar Graphics Incorporated may be an option. We've used them for small run books and catalogs. Um, they have great customer service and they're located in Des Moines. And then Paul said out. there's one called Friesens, F-R-I-E-S-E-N-S. -E -E and these will all be in the show notes. Um, in Canada, they also make children's books. I don't know if you guys have ever looked up Ingram. They're in Nashville. I'm sure maybe they print. Yeah, I can't remember who all we looked at at the beginning, but just cost effectiveness it was right. really hard right well yeah. did you do a softback and a hardback or just the yeah. hardback just a hardcover okay mm -hmm. that's what i was wondering too because i had to end up doing two different like uh in design files and then mm -hmm. like how they cut it off for one for a softback one for a hardback yeah anyway <laughs> your cat is like i'm i am sorry stuff. i feel like i should send <laughs> then a message and say no no it's totally <laughs> fine is she just or he just wants in just he does kidding. i'm his favorite person so he's having i can see him back anxiety. there he's right can at, you really right, oh yeah no then he'll he's so big he'll jump in front and sit on the microphone <laughs> and that's okay and that's well, a problem because because <laughs> he's not loud enough he needs the mic to amplify oh goodness Anyway, well, I am excited that you guys got um, funded, and I just want to share this with everybody else one more time, and this will be, be in the chat. And I know there's lots of other things that are happening um, in the world, and I want to make sure that people know how they can follow y'all. So um, they can get to you guys at Happy Cargo Books, right? That's how they can follow you, Beth, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yes. And at happycargobooks.com. Yes. And then also... Um, uh, Jeremy, you can find him at Slagle, S-L-A-G-L-E, Design, Design, Designs, mm -hmm. Design? Yes, yes. Design, there's one of me, yes. Okay, Design. No, just, yes, there's an S, but only for Slagle. Okay, well, there's an S in Design, but not two. Right, that is correct, but not at the end. There's one at the beginning, but not at the end. Okay, it, I, my husband has that too, and I'm like, I can never remember it, and I even bought, I buy the URL every year, so whatever. Anyway, so slagledesign.com. That's correct. Um, and your Slagle Design on Instagram as well. Sure. But you can look up Jeremy Slagle also, but it I, is Slagle Design, right? I think so. it's either that or Jeremy Slagle, I don't know. I think but it's it Slagle Design. Work. It's Slagle Design because okay. I had to tag you and things. Anyway, great. I found you through that. I appreciate that. Um, and then just so uh, you guys know, since we are doing this all together uh, every day um, for the next three days, today, tomorrow, and um, Thursday, I don't know what I was thinking, but it, it always works out, right? Um, but, and Andrew Hoshrattle, I don't know how to say his last name, good, but he is the MC at uh, Creative South. He is making something for April 4th. It's Saturday all day and it's called canceled con because creative south was canceled and i guess a lot of other um things um uh this guy oh this guy in spain jose says does short batches in minutes oh nice um if you guys want to go to canceled con there is a link to the facebook event and then you get on an email list so i'm just Andrew didn't ask me to share that, but I think he's just amazing and fun. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy to spend my April 4th doing that. And then if anybody, um, just so you know, there's a, something that I do on Tuesday nights. It's called Prayer for Designers. I don't lead it or anything. I just go. 
Um, but if you guys want to go, it's at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Eastern time. It's 9 p.m. for me. But if you guys want to go, there's the link and you can come. It's free. You just get to do one hour of Bible study. So if you're worried and you want to do spend some extra time with some more people um, or you just want to talk about some things that are going on, this is a great place to do it. Um, anyway, so canceled con prayer for designers and um, tomorrow we'll do a, a design recharge with Michael Janda and talk about not knowing how to sell something or talk about it. He is great at this and I am excited to ask him more about that. I have some specific questions. We're continuing a conversation we had in February tomorrow. And then I'm going to be talking about on Thursday, um, believing in your clients and how important that is for you getting on board. Obviously, Beth won't even take on a client doing this kind of work if she didn't believe in it. And it is really important to be able to <laughs> yeah. believe in, in the product that they're selling or the service. It doesn't, um, anyway, I, I also really believe in that as well. So we're going to talk about how to kind of get on board and how I've done that. So I hope you guys join me. This is the only day that it was at 1.30, but it'll be at the regular 2.30 uh, Eastern time, 11.30 a.m. Pacific time on Wednesday and Thursday. And so thank you guys. Um, the I think I have the thing to back the book again. Nope, that was Prayer for Designers again. Um, the Kickstarter, it will be underneath. And here it is one more time in the chat, but it's kickstarter.com slash, if you just look up Happy Cargo Books, it'll pop up, but it's Hip Hooray Hippo Children's Book. Thank you guys so much for doing this. And thank you guys for thank being you. here and sharing today with us. Thanks for thank having you. us. Always. What an incredible episode with Beth and Jeremy, well, Beth Stafford, Jeremy Slagle. They don't have the same last name. They're not married. They're just friends. Um, anyway, so I'm excited. And I just wanted to remind you that you can go. All these links are going to be below. All the ways to connect with them. All the ways to, if you want to do Skillshare and you want two months free. All those links are down below. They're at the very bottom. So I hope that you'll join me tomorrow with Michael Janda and hit like and hit subscribe and let's stay at home and be safe and empathetic to other people. All right. See you guys tomorrow.